Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here we go. It's another big week in the NFL for the Denver Broncos. This is the Broncos Wire podcast, powered by USA Today Sports. Now, your host, Ryan O'Leary, and Broncos Wire editor, John Heath. I think everybody knows about his good play on the field. You know, that speaks for itself. Um, But he does quarterback our secondary and plays a major role in our entire defense from a on-field leadership job that he does for us and does very well. He's, he's here on a daily basis, shows up and plays every game. You know, those are things that you uh, sometimes take for granted, but we as coaches do not, and that's played a big part in his success. And the exciting thing is I think he can even get better. You know, he's uh, definitely young enough to get better. He'll, he'll work to get better, and we'll do a better job of coaching him. And I think he still has better football to be seen by everybody moving forward, and we're looking forward to that. Oh, we're all looking forward to it, John. We're all looking forward to what this Broncos defense is going to look like. I'm telling you that. Vic Fangio, he's got himself some, on paper, he's got himself a nasty defense with some of the moves the Broncos have been making. He's talking about Justin Simmons' new four-year contract on that little piece of sound. But the big news is the Broncos scooping up Quarterback Kyle Fuller, I think he was on the market for like 25 seconds before the Broncos scooped him <laughs> up and add him to that secondary. Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, Bryce Callahan, Simmons, who's a, an elite free safety. Like, oh, man, this is sweet, John. It's, I think Broncos fans should be geeked up right now, and I am. I mean, this is this defense is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, Broncos fans should be really excited about the secondary, and it's so good because I'm sure you remember last season on the podcast, there was a stretch when the Broncos had so many cornerback injuries and they were just so thin at the position. Yeah, piled up. And even, crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and then even this offseason, in our first offseason podcast, I told you, I was like, they have three guys that it would be okay with starting, but there was just no depth behind them. And now that they brought in Fuller, he led the NFL in interceptions the last year he was with Fangio and brought in Darby, who just breaks up passes really well throughout his career. Now those two guys are really solid on the outside and Bryce Callahan can play on the inside, where is his best position. And like if something happens to Darby or Fuller, Callahan can move outside because he's played on the outside a lot. And then if Callahan moves outside or if he's injured and not available to play in the slot, Bassey can play in the slot. He, he played last year in the slot a lot because of injuries, and he was perfectly serviceable. And then they still have Michael O.J. Mudia, who was a high pick for them in the draft last year, and he played a lot as a rookie, and he was a little up and down. But overall, I thought he was pretty good. And like to me, O.J. Mudia is a fine number two corner, but he's a great number four corner. Like oh, the yeah. fact that – the fact that a high draft pick like that that played a lot last year is now going to be fourth string on your depth chart, to me, that is just such a great sign, especially after last year 
when they were playing like guys that were eighth on the depth chart. So their depth just improved so much. And like you said, on paper, the secondary is looking so good. The only thing is uh, safety next to Justin Simmons, but there's been some rumblings that Kareem Jackson might even be brought back. And if they can do that, I really think that this is going to look like the no-fly zone all over again. But yeah, you got the secondary, and then you've got we got Vaughn Miller, who we talked about last week. He's back. Bradley Chubb, Draymond Jones, Shelby Harris. Like You've got guys, John, who are going to relentlessly pressure the passer, and then you've got elite coverage on the back end, and you've also got the head coach in Vic Fangio, who's a defensive yep. guy. So I just like I like the vision of George Payton. I kind of see what's what they're doing. They're obviously saying, look look at what we did in Super Bowl Fifty, when yes we had Peyton Manning at quarterback, but let's be honest, it was it was not the same Peyton Manning. And we were just talking before we recorded. I kind of forgot how much Brock Osweiler played that year. He played a ton, and then Peyton came in at the end. So the Broncos' defense like carried them to a championship. I don't know if that's like their immediate plan for this year, but you can see the vision. They're like. We're going to build it on the, the defensive side here and really be dominant on that side of the ball and try to maybe protect the football and try to figure out the quarterback thing. And I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. It makes perfect sense, given their personnel, given their coach. And I'm all for it. I'm kind of fired up right now for the season. I wish, I wish it was September. Yeah, and, and like in 2015, like you just said, Peyton Manning, he was dinged up. He was hurt a little bit. And honestly, he did not play that well that year at all. He was not Peyton Manning, and the defense was so good, they got to and won the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying they're going to get to and win the Super Bowl this year, but like even if Locke doesn't take a big jump, if he just has like a little improvement and is just competent, I definitely think they compete can compete this year even with Locke because he's got plenty of weapons at receiver. He's got two really good tight ends. He's got at least one good running back, and the offensive line is way better. And Broncos fans are really mad at Juwan James because of how unavailable he's been. But if he's healthy, I really think James is going to be a fine right tackle. And then all five of your offensive linemen, in my mind, and I'm probably looking at this in orange and blue colored glasses a little <laughs> bit, but in my mind – the offensive line isn't bad at all. So I really feel like it. Locke is going to have to be bad to not be competent this year. So hopefully he can at least be competent. And then like you mentioned, you really feel like the defense is just going to have an, a fantastic year. Like you could picture them easy being a top five defense this year, maybe even better than that. Like maybe even getting up number two, maybe even contending for number one defense in the NFL. And I like that you referenced – George Payton, the way he's assembling this defense for Vic Fangio, the defensive guru. Like, I want to give really big kudos to George Payton because we kind of talked about this a little bit on previous podcasts, but he's just doing things so differently than John Elway. Like John Elway, he would not give he would not make Justin Simmons the highest paid safety in the NFL. He made him play on a franchise tag. He let Shelby Harris test free agency and then he brought him back on a bargain deal, which was it was fortunate they were able to do that. And then like with Von Miller, I'm speculating because Elway wants it in charge this offseason, so we don't know what would have happened. But I have a feeling if Elway had a stare down with Miller that uh, Peyton had this offseason, I have a feeling that Elway wouldn't have picked up the option and would have let him walk in free agency because he's just a hard negotiator. And that's fine for saving money. Like the Broncos are in a good salary cap spot in part because Elway saved money over the years. And like 
from a money perspective, I get it. But from a team perspective, I'm like, I'd rather George Payton use salary cap space and use money to bring back Von Miller, bring back Justin Simmons, bring back Shelby Harris, than save salary cap space and stay mediocre. Like he gave he, Miller's back only for this year as of now. We'll see if they extend him. But he gave Justin Simmons four years and he gave Shelby Harris three years, something that Elway wouldn't do. And I just I really like like Shelby Harris and Justin Simmons. They both mentioned it in their press conferences that uh, Peyton is setting the culture that you show up, you play well, you be good in the locker room and you'll get rewarded for it. And I just really, really like that. That's the the culture now. No, I, I love what you just said right there. I think and we talked about it in past episodes. I think one of the best things that John Elway did for the Broncos is stepping back and letting a new voice come in. I think they needed that. And maybe this is the fruits of it. I, I really do believe that. And yeah, you, you said that they they might be top five. If they're not top five, Vic Fangio should be fired. Like they're going to be top five, John. I mean, this is a good defense. This is going to be, you know, barring any ridiculous injuries like, you know, knock on wood, that voodoo, oh, I don't know, whatever like what voodoo happened, happened last happened. year. Oh, that was ridiculous. So let's hope that that thing doesn't happen again and we get to see what we're seeing on paper right now play out on the field. Can we please get that? Can we not have the injury thing again? Because that was kind of annoying. But yeah, no, they're going to be top five defense. Absolutely. Like if they're not, then... You know, I'm going to be freaking out over uh, Vic Fangio every week, and that would be fun for me. Uh, but the Kyle Fuller thing, John, real quick. I mean, it was interesting how fast that thing came together. Uh, the Bears, first of all, my condolences to, to Bears fans and Bears Nation out there. The poor Bears. The poor Bears. So the ba- Chicago has to cut their Pro Bowl corner, Kyle Fuller, loose so they can sign Andy Dalton, which is just <laughs> unbelievable. But really, this literally, I said 25 seconds. I mean, in reality, this news broke like 30 to 45 minutes before it was reportedly, it was reported that the Broncos had snatched him up, John, right? So this was real fast. What did you learn about how quickly that thing came together? Yeah, I think it's just probably a sign of Fangio really likes him, is really familiar. He uh, Fuller played four of his first five years in the NFL with Fangio. And I think Peyton knew that. And I think guy, Peyton yep. just from, he's, he's a scout. He knows him himself. And then Fuller, if if he be, he knows that the Bears are about to cut him and he looks around the options, he says, hey, the best year of my NFL career I had under Vic Fangio. So I think it makes sense that Fuller wanted to go reunite with Fangio and Fangio wanted to reunite with him. So it just uh, apparently there were reports that a couple other teams were interested, but I think it was just too perfect of a match made in heaven. They both they both wanted to end up with each other. So it happened quickly. Well, you mentioned Kareem Jackson. And I think fans are really calling for that. If we can get Kareem Jackson back on a team-friendly deal, we're going to be set on that defensive side. I don't think that we're going to have a lot of problems on that defensive side. So we'll have to turn our focus to the offense. And coming up next, I want to get John's take on the Deshaun Watson hype train and if all the drama swirling around Deshaun Watson has uh, maybe maybe squashed those thoughts and maybe squashed those hopes in Broncos country. We'll get to that coming up next. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, John, so regarding the Deshaun Watson hype train, 
I think it, it's taken a turn, right? It's taken a turn. It's it's maybe not completely halted. Maybe some fans are still hoping for that thing, but obviously Deshaun Watson's dealing with 12 lawsuits, so that means, what, 12 separate women are alleging sexual misconduct with him, and I know the league's going to be investigating him. He's got this guy, Busby, who's just like, this Tony Busby, this lawyer, he's coming after him with all these different lawsuits, and I don't know. It feels like the water's a little polluted with Deshaun Watson. If I'm a Broncos fan, I don't know if I, or if I'm George Payton, I don't know if I want to, you know, give up the haul that's going to take to bring him over. If he's going to come over and just get suspended by the NFL or end up not being a good guy, not not being a good person off the field. So until all this thing shakes out for me, I'm kind of out on Deshaun Watson. But how do you feel and how do Broncos fans feel right now? Yeah, for me, like the allegations are extremely serious and like allegations should be taken seriously. And if it's found out that uh, what has been alleged he actually did, then he needs to face the consequences for him. And there's no way I would trade for him. But I think you got to let the process play out. And if it comes out that uh, he's in the clear and the NFL investigates or the court system, however it comes about, if he's cleared, I think he's still got a lot of good football ahead of him. And I think it sounds like the text, uh, Aaron Wilson, he covers the Texans for the Houston Chronicle. And he has said that he thinks the Texans are going to trade him. And he has even said that teams are still interested in trading for him, even in the midst of all this stuff going on. And Wilson even specifically mentioned the Broncos. So I feel like teams that are interested in him are still interested in him. But like you mentioned, I think they'll kind of back off a little bit and let the process play out. And then if he's cleared, resume the pursuit. And if he's not cleared, then, okay, you're definitely moving on after that. So I think we just got to see how how things play out and then go from there. From the Texans' perspective, they signed Tyrod Taylor, who has a ton of starting experience. And then they traded for Ryan Finley, who has also started a couple games, and he's a perfectly competent backup. So to me, it looks like Houston is really preparing for life without him because if it comes down to it, Taylor could start for them and Finley could be Taylor's backup. And it may be both, like they might be preparing to trade him. They might also be preparing for the possibility of a suspension or him just getting kicked out of the league. Or it could just be a combination, like either way. However it ends up, I definitely think the Texans – are getting ready for the possibility of playing without him. So depending on how this stuff sorts out, I still wouldn't rule out the possibility of the Broncos landing him, but we just got to see how we got to see what the process results in. Yeah. It's, it's a little complicated now, isn't it? Because, all right. So say the Texans want to trade Watson around the draft. We're talking exactly. about 12 lawsuits. It's, it's getting like, close. Yeah. We got 12. It's lawsuits. only like a month away. Like, okay. So when, when this crazy lawyer guy, Busby, came out and levied the one lawsuit against Watson, and then Watson kind of came back and said, look, he was looking for a big settlement. I, you know, for me, I backed, I'm like, okay, like, I could see that. That seems a little fishy. But 12? 12 lawsuits? 12 different women? Like, I don't know. Uh, that That's just really risky, and I was wondering, like, does that shift the Broncos' focus maybe to a Sam Darnold? If they're going to give up some, some assets to bring in another quarterback, maybe Darnold is more likely, more reasonable? NFL Network had a report, I think it was James Palmer said that if the Broncos trade for a quarterback, they probably wouldn't be interested in doing it unless the quarterback was like a drastic upgrade from Drew Locke. And I'm not sure if that's accurate, but if NFL Network's reporting is accurate, to me, someone like Sam Darnold wouldn't be a drastic upgrade. Like you could make an argument that he's better, 
but I wouldn't call it drastic. And and like I've thought about that. Like I even put a post on Broncos wire, like five quarterbacks the Broncos could consider trading for. But if it's true that they're only like going to go big or go home, I can't really picture them like trading for someone in the meantime. But who knows? Maybe they will. It will be so interesting to follow. And like oh, you yeah. said, with all the allegations against him and with all the cases that are coming up, like – is that going to be sorted by the end of April? And if it's not sorted by the end of April, I kind of doubt someone would trade for him. And then do the Texans try to draft a quarterback? Do like the Dolphins and the Jets and the 49ers and like these teams that are looking for a QB and like the Panthers, maybe even the Bears, like teams that are said to be interested in Watson, are they going to go draft someone in April? And then if they do, what happens to Watson's trade market? So it's going to be very interesting. It's, it's, it's something to follow for sure. Oh, yeah. It's a messy situation that we'll be following. I mean, this Busby guy, he is uh, serious, and he, his latest was that he's request, they're requesting a grand jury be impaneled to consider all this evidence. So I just it doesn't feel like it's going to shake out anytime soon, but definitely a situation to monitor. Another big story with the Broncos shifting gears here, John, is uh, Philip Lindsay. That's one we covered in depth last week. And we know that this just wasn't George Payton's guy, Philip Lindsay. I think he was he was okay letting him walk. And they bring in Mike Boone, who is a Payton kind of guy, right? A, a guy mm-hmm. that's connected to Payton when he was with the Vikings. So, you know, that's that's not so surprising, I guess, when you really look at it. Lindsay out, Boone in. It's just a Payton guy. And that's all it is. Yep, yep, exactly. And like from from a sentimental perspective, it is a bummer for Lindsay because he's a Denver guy and like he's all heart and he's a fan favorite. So like you completely get why everybody loves him. But just from like a financial perspective and a football perspective, you also understand the decision because uh, Mike Boone, he he's cheaper than Lindsay for one thing. Uh, he plays special teams and he plays special teams really well. Philip Lindsay didn't play special teams, and Mike Boone is a good pass blocker. Lindsay really wants him much of a pass blocker, and like you said, Mike Boone is a George Payton guy. Like he played under him, so he's super familiar with him. And so I I get the decision, and but at the same time, like fans are like some of them are really going into Mike Boone because he's the guy replacing Philip Lindsay. And I'm like, guys, he's not the one that makes the roster decisions. It's not his fault. And there's also like, he's not a like, like replacement either. Like I still think the Broncos will draft a running back because next year, uh, Melvin Gordon will be a free agent. So I think they're going to start thinking about the future and draft somebody. And if they do draft someone, it's possible that Mike Boone could be the number three running back. So that's like not a direct replacement for Lindsay, but because he came in at the same time Lindsay went out and Lindsay landed with the Texans, he's always going to be compared to him. And like, I don't think that's necessarily fair, but I get why fans do it just because of the timing of it. And the good thing for Boone is he's never fumbled in his career so far. And Philip Lindsay, he's played three years in Denver. He didn't have one fumble in the NFL. And like, that was a big thing that like fans always talked about. So if Boone drops the ball one time, like you better believe fans are going to be all over it, bringing up, Hey, Lindsay never fumbled. Boone's already put the ball on the ground. So <laughs> I like that. He's got, he's got to hang on to the ball, but, uh, Fair or not, he's going to be connected to Lindsay for the whole time he's in Denver. Yeah, that, that was a good little nugget there, John. I like that. And uh, so let's leave it here. The Broncos have, they still have some cap space, $25 million. So it's not like they have to clear any space to go out and, and sign another couple guys. What do you think could be coming next? You mentioned maybe some quarterback depth. Obviously, 
maybe adding some competition for Drew Locke, still an opportunity to bring in a veteran guy. Uh, so, sorry, fans, it's not going to be Andy Dalton. I'm sure Broncos fans are just devastated that Andy Dalton won't be here being quarterback <laughs> Oh, my goodness, you have no idea how oh. happy fans are. <laughs> Poor Bears fans, I'm sorry. Poor Bears. <laughs> but, you know, you, you also mentioned they could add some depth at coverage linebacker, maybe in the trenches yep. as well. What do you think could be coming next for him? Yeah, like I just mentioned earlier that NFL Network says they wouldn't trade for somebody if he's not a drastic improvement, but I don't know if that truly is the case or not. So quarterback, either signing one or trading for one, that's a possibility. Like you mentioned, offensive line, like I feel like the front, the starting five is set, but I wouldn't be surprised if they added like a backup uh, depth offensive lineman. And same with like the defensive line, like the three starting defensive linemen, I think are really solid but they could still use a little depth and then cover linebackers, a huge hole for them. And it may come down to uh, going to ninth overall in the draft or maybe trade down from nine to like 15 or something and then draft a cover linebacker there. So they may not touch linebacker because it may be something they're playing to draft and they may think it's just not worth paying for one. So there are a couple areas that they could patch up, but to me, there's not really like now that they got corner secured, there's not like a big, glaring hole that they have to address in free agency and that's really nice because it gives them flexibility going into the draft they could go all kinds of different directions so i think that flexibility is nice and i think also like we talked about last week i think they want to keep some cap space rolled over into next year so when it comes time for Cortland sutton and bradley chubb to get their contract extensions there's still uh money left to give them a uh, new contract so there, there's a couple positions here and there to keep an eye out for, but for the most part, I think they might be winding down with free agency now. I got to tell you, John, in all honesty, this is like one of my favorite shows we've done. I'm just, I'm excited. It's only March. That's the, that's the only thing that's kind of getting me down. It's so far from the football season, but I like what the Broncos are doing. I think you might have to mail me. Can you send me some of those uh, orange and, and blue glasses? I need <laughs> Sunglasses, yeah. Yeah, I need a pair yep. of those because I'm in. I'm in, man. This is, I like what they're doing, and I think... People should be legitimately excited about this season. If Drew Locke yeah, doesn't screw I, it up, we we have we might have a season here. Exactly. I tweeted the other day, people will be upset about Philip Lindsay, but for me so far, George Payton's got an A-plus grade. Absolutely. I love it. That was a fun show to do. We'll, see, we'll try to do better next time. We'll talk to you all next week. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates, the latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini, and the Huddle Podcast, Inside the Weekly Line, with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren, and the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.